Welcome back to Yin and Yang Healing. It's Curse Winter, and Kirsten's looking up something for me because I keep waking up in the middle of the night to have to urinate. Okay, I am gonna sneak away because I kind of want to just like compare the two because the book I'm looking at is like the children's one, but my adult book is downstairs, so I kind of want to compare like the two. Okay. Um. So why don't you tell everyone kind of like what's 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 going on? Okay, you're going to go and get it? I'm going to go and get it, yeah. Okay, go and get it, and I'll talk about what's happening here. So anyway, it's like, it just happened recently, um, i say probably in the last week, where I, I'm just, you know, I have to wake up around, I'd say, approximately three in the morning. Um to go to the bathroom I have to pee and it's like I know there's a lot of people that um that struggle with this issue and it's not something that is common for me and so I feel like it is emotional um and I feel like part of the reason that I feel it's emotional is because I'm going through something emotional which is that I have put so many different products out to the world before and so many different offers out to the world before that, you know, quite frankly, has failed. And it failed because I didn't understand how to market it properly. Um, not that the product or the offer was bad. It's just that I didn't know how to, how to, you know, deliver it to people. So anyway, I'm working on something new. I have a marketing mentor and there's these different things that I am supposed to be doing, you know, based on his advice to make this a successful launch. And, and it is really scary. And I feel like I'm at a point where I am paralyzed to take the next step, because if I take the next step, it's basically putting it in front of people and and waiting to see if, if, I don't know, it's, it's going to go good kind of thing. And so that's really freaky. And I think that is subconsciously, um, first of all, holding me back and secondly, keeping, keeping me up at night. So even though I'm sleeping super deeply, super soundly, I'm getting woken up approximately around this time, which actually kind of makes sense because urinary bladder on the meridians is 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And sometimes that can show up in the opposite time. So because it's 3 a.m., 3 p.m. So it makes sense to me because otherwise, if I look at three, oh, what else is in 3 a.m. is liver, anger, resentment, frustration, there's probably a bit of frustration in there, um, but I don't think the other emotions really fit the bill. So that's why I think that it is urinary. Urinary bladder meridian, for those who are wondering. Did you ever have like that issue like as a kid, like having to like urinate a lot at night? No. Mm. Why? Just curious. I don't know. <laughs> seeing if there's a pattern there Hold on, oh, I thought maybe your book was telling you something well I'm not gonna give it away that easy 
Hold on, I just gotta look up something. Okay. Um, well, I did look up the um the I mean what what Google says the term is for it is nocturia. Um and I'm so happy that this is gonna be added to our playlist of physical symptoms or sorry emotional causes of physical symptoms <laughs> yes and yeah knock knock eternal polyuria is the medical term for excessive urination at night um, it's so interesting i know actually quite a few people who have this issue and I feel like a lot of people chalk it up to just like, oh, I'm getting older. But I don't believe that. It's it to me, it tells me that the body is out of balance. Yep. Um what's the second word of that? Nocturnal poly- what? Polyuria. P-O-L-Y. U R I A. Like, you know what's funny is like sometimes I'll be in a session with somebody and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And I like pull out my phone and I'm like, okay, I got to like research, like, because I like to know exactly what the definition of a certain thing is. Like, what is it exactly? Because usually there's like the key, like the answer a little bit in, in that definition itself. Right. Well, it says on, well, here, I can actually, I can Google the definition of define nocturnal polyuria. So I was going to say Google says, but actually I don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo because Google is a scam <laughs> it is and they um their algorithm is like totally messed up to find any like information on like natural especially news. natural stuff yeah um so i don't use google for you know i just feel like google feeds you what the mainstream wants you to know so anyway mm-hmm. duck duck go says <laughs> <laughs> um poly nocturnal polyuria is a subset of polyuria and is and it simply means avoiding simply means voiding a high volume of urine in the nighttime or evening hours another definition says nocturnal polyuria is a condition that causes an overproduction of urine at night but i don't think that that's that's not what i have though i don't think i have well, I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> I think it is because, yeah, the urinary incontinence would basically mean like you lose control of your bladder. Like the muscles there get really weak and you lose control. And so you would um, be leaking essentially. So that's what that yeah. would be. That's not what happens. I guess so, like part of the reason why I say that like it's not really feeling aligned is just because it's not like I'm constantly getting up to go pee there's just I'll get up once and 
sometimes it is a lot and sometimes it's not a lot. So I think there's just like a portion of it that's just, there's just something emotional in my mind, like in my understanding, I guess, that is waking me up around that time. Yeah. And it's interesting because I used to get up and go to the washroom all the time during, I don't remember exactly when, I just remember there's a point in my life where it felt like I, and I was in, when I was actually, yeah, when I was in a specific relationship, but like, I always had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the washroom. And I was like, what is that? Like, it's so annoying. But like, ever since then, like, I've never had to like do that ever again. Like I never wake up to go to the washroom. I'll wake up early, like in the morning, but I'll never... I'll never wake up like in the middle of the night to go to the washroom. It's very unusual. Yeah. And I feel I like that's, that's like a why sign to you. I feel like that's exactly why I noticed this because it's not normal for me. I don't normally have this. And it's only since I got to this part of having to create this thing that I'm working on that mm-hmm. I feel really. I don't want to say stuck, but like stuck in a sense, but more so there's just something holding me back from taking the next step, which shouldn't really be that hard because I feel like I already have all the things. It's just a matter of getting over <laughs> myself in a sense. Um, can I read you um, the kidney portion of this book? Yeah. Okay, so this is coming from like the adult metaphysical anatomy book. I really feel like everyone should have both of these books like on hand. And like, I'm like beyond the point, like I don't even Google shit anymore. I'm like, oh, something's wrong. Where's my, where's my yellow, (laughs) my big yellow book? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like for real, because I was having all of these like symptoms come up too for the last couple of weeks with me having to do with like my job and stuff like that. And I'm like, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. Insomnia was like one of the symptoms. And I'm like looking up literally like six, seven different symptoms, like inability to like lose weight or fat and insomnia and like tooth problems and celiac, like all of these like things. I was looking them up and they were all just like so on point for like everything that was like going on with the job. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. I got like a weird skin rash, like so many things. And I was like, what the heck? But when I read it, I was like, oh, okay. And then some of them started to kind of like dissipate and just like I had this understanding of was like, well, that makes sense. All these things are happening because all of the things that work are very intense. And so it had like been building up, building up, building up, building up. So, okay. Kidneys. Um, It says the kidneys store a great deal of anger and resentment. You often feel very upset due to old abandonment and rejection trauma. Uh, You seem to always expect the worst. You may have found yourself in a situation or partnership that is triggering old abandonment and rejection trauma. Um, And I think partnership could even be like with your business. I don't think partnership is just like in a relationship per se. Um, The fear surfaces in the form of resentment and anger. Anger and resentment is your most powerful defense and keeps threatening situations and people at bay. Um, Use resentment to fight against challenges. You often feel as if you've wasted time facing unsuccessful relationships and goals. You had an emotionally intense relationship with a parent or influential person. When you express a need for love, you're often met with hostility, anger, blame, or resentment. You've had an 
enough of toxic environments and people. Your anger and resentment loom at large, which has an impact on how you process and handle situations. You often feel held back by influential people. This has caused a feeling of helpless and powerlessness to bring about new changes in your life. You may create self-sabotaging patterns such as abusing substance or alcohol. This pattern could also include attracting people who are not for your highest and best. You feel like no one really likes you and your own family is against you. The more a person overlooks and ignores the resentment and anger, the more sluggish and toxic the kidneys become. If you feel emotionally challenged to let go of any negative emotions, the kidney will also feel challenged to let go of toxins. If the kidney had a personality, they would be quiet and calm. So it says for kidneys. I uh, zoned out there like right in the middle for some reason. Interesting. (laughs) But that does, I mean, if you, Kate, this is really interesting that you even brought up the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It could be my relationship with, with my business or even just like my relationship with maybe money or my relationship with my practice or my relationship with yeah something that you're partnering with like partnering with money partnering with um business yeah and maybe feeling like rejected or abandoned in some way like by that which which if if I put it in the sense of that it makes a lot of sense because like I said I have fucking tried so many different business related ventures that have failed and failed and failed and failed and now once I finally have a mentor who's pushing my boundaries and basically giving me a framework I'm like fucking scared to actually go out there because well what happens if I succeed well then shit now a whole bunch of other stuff's gonna have to change I'm gonna have to figure out what it's like I'm almost getting ahead of myself in a sense because it's like basically my mentor who is helping me with like marketing the business kind of thing he's like once you apply this framework he's like you it's like super powerful is basically what he's saying and That is a little bit scary because then it's like, okay, well, what happens if there's this windfall of clients, of money, of which comes with problems of, you know, all these different things. I'm working, you know, 40 hours a week with another company right now, which I love. They're amazing. And I was actually just funny right before we got on this. I was just thinking like, man, they really are like one of the best people I've ever worked with um just in the sense of like team culture and compassion for their clients and that kind of stuff and so it's like and I love what they're doing too and so having to shift from that and that security to this other thing that is just like what I said potentially a windfall it's like you know, I don't want to let down, I don't want to let down people who come into my world on that side of things, you know, let's say hypothetically, and like I said, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but let's say hypothetically, there is a windfall of clients that come in and I don't have the systems. I don't have the time to support them in the way that I want to. It's like, I, that's what, that's what I don't want to happen. 
I don't want something like that to happen. That scares me. And on the other hand, it also scares me to like put all this fucking work into launching this thing and then silence. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. I get where you're, where you're coming from. It's a, it's a lot when you're in this like transition phase. Cause I feel like no matter what, at some point you just get caught under like the tidal wave of it, of like the transition. And you have to kind of just be like, Hey, I'm ready. And you just go and do it. And then it's like, you just have to wait for the moment where you're going to come up from the tidal wave. Yeah, yeah. You might be down there for like a little bit and it's panicky. <laughs> like, oh my God, am I going to get to the surface again? Like, oh my God. But That's I feel an interesting like- analogy because I have been slammed a few times in real life underway. So that's fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, I was one time. And the best way for me to describe like in my business and what we were talking about, like the past like few episodes in my world, that's literally what it was feeling like to me to make like these transitions. It feels like I just have to accept that I'm going to be underneath a tidal wave for a certain amount of time until everything like levels off because it's like you can't just abandon one part of your life or could you it feels like you can't just abandon the one part of your life to make the other part of your life like happen so then you get you're kind of like caught up under the tidal wave and it kind of keeps on like coming and coming and coming so like each time you think you're gonna get to the top this other like wave comes and then like you're still kind of like held down under the wave and you're like gosh is it ever gonna yeah i'm ever gonna get back to shore kind of thing yeah it's scary and you're like, why did I even go in the water in the first place? And you're like, match stuff the whole thing. <laughs> Yo, just one sec. I'm sorry. I want to pay attention to you, but someone just rang my doorbell and I just want to see who's chilling. Check my cam. Did you, did you order a package? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I feel like it's just weird because sometimes like some most, I would say, 90% of the time people just knock on the door they don't ring the doorbell so it feels weird when people ring the doorbell Maybe which is so them. strange because growing up it's like people rang the doorbell all the time yeah and we would just be so jacked we'd be like oh my god and now I know, like, like I never ring the doorbell either too like now I go to people's homes and I'm like <laughs> so I'm like I don't know do they got like a crazy dog do they have like someone sleeping like I don't know <laughs> okay it was it's just my parent-in-laws okay so we're good we're good we're good there's no creepy people outside my door good (laughs) sorry anyway back to the main back to the topic yeah yeah I think I think you kind of nailed it it is it's it's I think it, it is kind of a fear of feeling caught in that that tidal wave either way like it could be you know tidal wave of clients or it could be a tidal wave of failure it could be a tidal wave of change like yeah lots, um, of, lots of ways yeah and I guess now that now that I'm thinking about it this piece that my mentor said makes a lot more sense where he's like I just made an agreement with myself that I would just be tired for a week and it was like when he was launching his thing, he was just like, I just told myself, okay, you're only going to get five hours of sleep every night. You're just going to be tired all week. And I just did it. Yeah. So it's like, maybe that's 
kind of something that I need to do with myself is just make an agreement with myself that, you know, you're going to go through this thing and it could be tough, but what if it didn't have to be that way? Yeah. Like how much, how much easier, like, could it be if you didn't have that judgment and conclusion on it, that it, that it has to be that. True. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's what I, that's what if it was like busier, but what if you just, what if you were just able to like handle it and recalibrate and readjust and yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what if, I don't know. It's like, what if, what if I could just get a VA and it helped with that or something? I don't know. It, that might not be the exact solution, but basically all I'm saying is like, you're right. It, how, okay. Let me bring out the access consciousness phrase. What, uh, how would I say that? How much ease could it be? What's another way to rephrase that? If I wasn't judging it, how much ease could it be? Yeah. Because we all know like the, it's, it's the judgment and the conclusions about it that creates the difficulty, not it itself. I feel like this is a common thing popping up for us is like how and I and I, I think this is pretty normal for a lot of people you're just like judging it and projecting but it makes sense because as humans we operate on what we've experienced so we're like right. projecting based on what we've already experienced but mm-hmm. what if it didn't I know happen? yeah I feel you. Me too. It's kind of like the same. I was going through like the same thing. It's just like really, it's a lot. It's overwhelming to transition from like the one thing to like the next. It's but it's like, but if you if you don't if you don't do it, you'll essentially never get under the boat from under the tidal wave, and you'll just die there. You'll just die under the tidal wave, <laughs> right? Like if you're if you're stuck in something and you want to like to shore or get to the boat or I don't know whatever yeah like the only way out is is like up and overcoming it otherwise you just surrender and you just float to the bottom of the ocean (laughs) get caught on the coral reef yeah and then you and then you and then you got nothing like and whether that's like you know this very physical analogy or your dreams die at the bottom of the ocean just yeah. And you pass over to the mermaid world. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, for, I guess like this is a, is a good calling for anyone else kind of experiencing really overwhelming changes or transitions in life. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you judging about it? And how, how much easier could it be? But I think this kind of goes back to that other episode where I was kind of poking you a lot where it's like, okay, but you're judging that thing. Okay. But you're projecting on that thing. But, and, and it's like, but just because we don't know what the, what the new thing, what the more easeful thing is, doesn't mean it can't happen. Right. And 
the other part of that, I feel like that is really hard for us to just consciously accept is, is just the way that we are physiologically built. Anything that's new is triggers a fear response in us. And so it's like the, there's a, a movie called the crooks or krugs or something like that it's like an animated film where he's like and then they saw something new and they died (laughs) kind of kind of similar like that's like i feel like what goes on in in our brains um yeah yeah so anyway that's kind of where i'm at and I think it's an interesting thing too, just like on the, you know, we've talked about like ancestral generational stuff too. I think it's definitely, can definitely have a lot of that kind of like woven in to that too, as like, you know, especially if you don't have anyone in in your family currently, who's like already like a business owner already doing like what you're doing. It is, I think like deep, deep, deep down, it's like, I'm not going to be a part of like that group anymore. Cause you're kind of like differentiating yourself in the way that you do business, whether that's like, you know, working for someone else or working for yourself, like you're differentiating yourself. So you're kind of like pulling away from like the group and everyone wants to feel like they belong. And so if you make more money and you do things in a different way, that's just like unconsciously separating yourself like from from the group in in some way even yeah. though like you know it's not like your family's gonna be like oh like you make too much money we don't love you anymore you know what I mean it's like it's not like that but the brain is like well like what if like what if what if they don't like me anymore right because we're just like taught to believe I think we talked about it in a previous episode but like people who make money are assholes yeah I think if I think about it, probably what is there in that sense for me would be because my parents really like to to help. They they love to come and like help us do stuff. But you know, if I had a windfall, I wouldn't necessarily need their help in that sense. I could just hire people or you know get it done myself or whatever. And so, yeah, so then it would be kind of like, okay, well, how are we going to connect now in that sense? Because that is a lot of, of reason why we spend time together. The other thing too, which is kind of interesting that you brought up is my, my mom very much is a like, have a traditional job. And I was just talking to them about this last weekend too. have a traditional job. It's stable and blah, blah, blah. And my dad, he did have jobs or whatever, but for the most part, he, ha- most of my, my growing up, he had his own business. But now when I talk about like making that jump, he never fights for me. He like joins my mom's side, which is like, yeah, stay in your stable business, blah, 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 or stay in your stable job, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand the gap that our generation now has with working is working hard and working a stable job. It just doesn't fucking cut it anymore. And I, I even asked them, I'm like, okay, what, how much did you buy your house for? They bought their house for 80 grand. I'm like, okay, well, what was your yearly income? 
about about like uh 40 grand yearly income i'm like okay so it was about double you like your house was worth about double i'm like what is it now i'm like i'm making roughly 50 grand which is not a lot more than you guys were fucking making way back then what did our house cost 650 that's that's like almost 10 times yeah, like, plus so the cost of cut it. the cost of everything else. You know what I mean? I know exactly. Plus everything else. I'm like, so it literally doesn't make fucking sense for you boomers. Sorry, boomers out there, but it's true to to say to us millennials and Gen Xs, or is it Gen X? Millennials and Gen Z to say to us, you just need to work harder. Because it makes no fucking sense. How can we possibly work 10 times harder? We don't have 10 times the amount of time. See, and then that's where like the subconscious like fear of like feeling guilty might even like come into play because it's like, well, they had to like work really hard. And so maybe I feel kind of like guilty or afraid to do this work, even though I really want it consciously. Maybe I feel afraid to like do this work because like maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not like working hard. Maybe I should like work hard like they did. They worked really, really hard and like long hours, but like didn't earn the way that you can like earn now. Mm-hmm. So I'll just stay afraid of stay afraid of this, and then I'll just like keep working hard and keep doing like what they want me to do to be part of the family. True. Very true. Yeah. And I would even suggest like, what's, what's dad's, what's dad's fear with like owning a business? Like what, what happened in his, in his business that he's like not encouraging that entrepreneurship? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, off the top of my head, a few things I can think of is his first, I would say five years was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. my mom basically s- supported us during that time yeah you, you know she had a government job so it was pretty cushy but like maybe that's part of the reason because I know that he felt stressed about that like he wasn't being the provider mm-hmm. and then I think he did stress a lot about his business later down the road I mean he was pretty successful like near the end But then also neither my brother or I wanted to take over that business. And so I wonder if maybe there's like a bit of sadness there for him. Yeah, because I think a lot of times like that older generation, like it's not building a business isn't just about like the build this business and earning money. It really is about like leaving a legacy and you hope that you know, your family is going to like take it over in some way. Otherwise, what's the point of all that hard work and all that struggle and all that everything that, oh, now it's just like done. Yeah. It's a very different like mindset and like the way that we do business now. I just, maybe like some people still are like, yeah, well, this could be a legacy passed down, but I just feel like the older generation really like felt that if you start a business, it's not just a business. It's not just to earn money. It's something more than that. Yeah. So then if there's like a denial of like that, then there even would be like the fear and guilt of like, again, like losing connection in the close relationships 
because it's like, well, I went and like did my own business and I didn't honor. I do feel guilty sometimes. I'm like, oh fuck, I should have taken over the business. Yeah, it's like like, how how, yeah. I was like, how dare I like go and like make my own money and like start something from brand new when there was this thing here that I could have taken, but I chose not to. But the problem with that is that I actually did work with him for, I don't know, probably like a year. And I was just like, I'm not interested in this stuff. He he owned a printing. He was basically a broker for printing. Yeah. You like print like, you know, posters and books and whatever kind of shit you print. (laughs) and you know it is it's it's novel for like a a bit of time but it I could never see myself doing that for 30 plus years even though the money was like pretty fucking badass right and I feel like that's kind of where I have held a little bit of guilt and regret is like oh shit I could have just fucking had this dough roll coming in but yeah. So now it's like it's it's creating like that kind of like paralyzed will. Right? Cuz you you like made this like choice of your own will not to to choose that, but it's also at the same time kind of like emotionally paralyzing you from making the choice that, like the complete choice of what you want to make, right? You made part of the choice, which was to not do that business but now the other half of your choice is your own business and doing what you want to do and helping people. But it's that paralyzed will is kind of like, what happens to me? What happens to my family if I create my own own business mm-hmm. and I'm actually like successful at it? Like what, what happens like with that? And honestly, dad might be saying, yeah, don't do it and just get a conventional job because he might even have his own like subconscious, like bitterness and sadness and hurt and disappointment that you didn't take over that business who knows yeah or he's like or he could on the other hand be thinking how much work it was that he put into his business and doesn't want that for me and at the same time I'm just like it just to me I just feel like our generation the work hard thing just it doesn't fucking work anymore like how many of our generation can even afford to buy a house not very many because we can barely afford to fucking just live yeah and so it's like some to me that's where like something has to shift something has to change i think people also really realize the value of like what's the point of like working hard 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 even now let's just say you have a spouse that works in the oil field And, you know, they work like three weeks out of the month. Like, I think this generation is really realizing what's the point of all that fucking money if you're not spending time with your spouse and your family and, you know, making memories. Like, what's the point of having like that money? There's no point in having a really nice house if you never get to see mom or dad because they're working in the oil field. You know what I mean? So I think also there's, that's why a lot of people are like, fuck it and let's get a tiny home and like or let's just live in an RV and like make less money because I think people also are really realizing like the value is not as much on the stuff and the consumption of things anymore it's more on like family values and spending time together making memories exactly 
Yeah. And that's, that's another part of why I'm trying to do this. Right. It's like, I, I fucking sit here on the computer 40 hours a week building someone else's dream. And then, you know, I, how do I have enough time to hang out with my family and do stuff? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, so, not even just that, but having the resources to be able to go and do things with the family. It's like, that's another struggle. It's like, right. we're talking about, you know, being able to yeah. afford things. I feel like that is a huge part of spending time with people you love is being able to go and do things with them. Yeah. But generation fucking costs money. <laughs> this generation is really learning other ways to earn money, right? Yeah. It's not, you can, there's lots of ways that you can earn money in a way that's very in alignment. That's, you know, for the good of everyone involved, you know, it's not sneaky or shady. There's lots of ways to earn multiple streams of income and be well supported financially and going to a job Monday to Friday, nine to five is not it because you're very limited in the potential amount of money you can make. You're you've, you've earned your salary or you've earned your hourly wage and that's it. There's nothing more beyond that. So, and I think also too, this is the pull towards wanting to have like, for me, for example, this off-grid retreat, because that space also costs less money because it is more self-sufficient. So you're not having to like spend all this money on your mortgage, spend all this money on your power and heating and water and all that shit. You have more time, more resources to A, enjoy the wilderness around you and B, like, you know, take those extra resources and go do things with your family that you love to do. Like traveling the world, I feel like is an amazing experience to to have with your family especially when you have kids because it's like different cultures different people different spaces anyway yeah (laughs) so the thing is okay I listened to this podcast once and she made a really good point in she just said like if you want to up level your business you have to like pre-hire the people that you need to hire in order for you to have the capacity. Otherwise you will get paralyzed. Well, like you were saying, right. Cause it's like, what if there's a windfall of people and I don't, I don't have the capacity to like deal with it. It's like, you kind of have to like take the bullet financially and like pre-hire a VA or whatever it is that you think you need for support. You have to pre-hire that person. And because, and release and let go of the stress of hiring that person before you have like before you need them. She's like, every time she wanted to upload on her business, she pre-hired. She wasn't there yet, but she knew that whatever it, it was that she wanted to do wouldn't come to full fruition without the support. Mm. Because it's like, it's like energetically, you cannot, you cannot receive it because you cannot like hold it. You cannot support it. You don't, you don't have the infrastructure um, physically, mentally, emotionally to like take that on. So it's like, it's, it's not going to come to you. It's going to be close to you, but it's like, uh, it's it's not, it's not a match because you can't, you can't support it. So you kind of have to hire that support that you need before. And then how, how much easier would it be? And relaxed would you be if you were like, fuck, like there's so many things that I don't have to do. Oh, can just be so much more free to create and like get clients and like talk to people and connect with people and all the admin shit. 
someone else can do it. Someone else is already doing it. So you have so much freedom and energy to like do what you got to do. It's interesting because when you first started talking about it, I was like, I have a judgment against this, but it's because I've heard the complete opposite from other entrepreneurs where they're like, your business will get to a point where you're going to be like, oh shit, I need to like beef up my systems. And so they do it like the opposite way. But you're right. Like to me, it doesn't have to, me, to that be that sounds way. like the, That sounds like a struggle kind of way. And yeah, I don't know. The other way that I was just talking about when she said it, I was like, that resonates with me so much because that's a way of like faith and trust that like you will be supported when you, it's like that manifestation. It's like, you kind of have to like, I always imagine like manifesting, manifesting like what you want and taking like the next level is like this trust this like deep trust that like you're supported no matter what however I imagine it like you're standing on a cliff and for you to like be supported and take that next foot forward you kind of have to take that step off even though you're like well I'm gonna fall I'm gonna take this step I'm gonna fall off this freaking cliff but the faith is knowing that like as soon as you take that step when you put your foot down there's magically gonna be something there that supports you and you're like oh okay it's an invisible it's like, bridge. Yeah, it's like that, but that bridge doesn't like manifest unless you take the faith and the trust to like move forward. It's like it, you're always just stay paralyzed by the vision of like, well, there's nothing there supporting me. And it's like you, you, you create or co create your reality. So, like, if you're constantly going to stay on the ledge, that's your maximum. That's it. That's as far as you go. So, as far as you go. If you want to cross over to the other side, you have to take that leap of faith and and do the thing. And to me, that feels lighter and seems easier than pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, be at the maximum in your business and you're drained out and then you hire somebody. Well, feels- even though I had judgment when you were first talking about it, I thank you for talking about it because I feel like I agree with you in listening to this. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense, especially yeah. for the way that we typically approach stuff, because it is kind of like living in the way that you want to manifest your life to be kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I want to have a team to support me. So why don't I just get the team? And then be like, that's we're going to have a supported team. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, if you don't, if you don't, because to me, like that's internal, that's you internally making that choice and, and doing something. Otherwise you're just, just going to wait for external factors to just mm-hmm. line up. And also like, I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to have that stress or feeling in like struggle. I want to feel the space to create and help and provide. Yeah. And then that's, that's a space where it's like, okay, so you're not doing everything. You've already like hired out. You're already having someone do a lot of the work. You're starting to earn money, be more creative. You get to spend time with your friends and family. You're getting even more creative by doing that because it's good for you. And if it's good for you, it's good for your clients, right? It's Mm -hmm. good for, it's good for them too, because then you have more capacity. What's not good for them is you not even starting anything. Yeah. hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So hire that VA. (laughs) It's funny. I've been wanting to hire a VA for like, for so, for so long. 
I'm just like, I just need to, I just need to do it. I just need to put it on a credit card and I just need to hire a VA because there's certain things that are, um, that's literally the main thing that holds me back is having to do certain types of work that I don't want to do Yeah. because it's, it's draining to me to do, to go to a job, work at a job, to do my business, see my clients, try to grow my business. So go above and beyond just seeing clients, trying to actually grow my business, put those systems like actually in place, do all the, all the administrative work for like all of that. And then like live my life and like go to the grocery store and like see my family and like, you know, friends, I have friends that like need me right now. It's like, I don't want to be a dick and not be there for them, you know, but it's like a lot. And then I've got these tasks that I like hate doing. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. And then it's like, I can't even like show up for my clients or new clients because I'm struggling through like work that I hate doing. It's like, why do I have to do it? I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. AK, it doesn't have to be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's someone, and I was telling my sister about this too the other day. I was like, there's literally somebody who could do the work that you despise doing faster than you. And it would be worth it for you to spend your money on that because that's their job. Like their job is to do that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, finding someone who's efficient and good at their job how much time and energy would that save you? And then maybe you could actually find the joy in like doing the laundry. Maybe it's not the laundry that's like the shitty thing. Maybe it's because you have too many things on your task and that one just happens to be the shittiest of them all. But what if you didn't have to do those other shitty tasks? Would this task be so shitty? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, for sure. You'd be like a lot more free. And then you do the creative part. The creative part of like, Taking the pictures, editing the pictures, the stuff that lights you up, you get to do that. All the other like communications and admin work and invoicing and whatever. I'm like, someone else could do that for you. Yeah. It would be worth it. You could earn more money and and work less. You, you'd still have more. Even though you're paying money out to somebody, you'd still have more money. You know and I mean? if you don't have a business, you can still apply this to your life in the sense of like what you were saying well, you fucking hate doing laundry, maybe, then hire someone to do laundry. Like, honestly, how long would a person have to be there to do your fucking long laundry? Probably not very long. Right? Like, if it's, like, if laundry is something you despise, right? You despise doing laundry and you dread it. You dread it. So then it gets done, but it stays in the laundry basket or it's on the floor or it's, you know, it never gets washed. It's just in the basement. And you're like, oh, you, you know, you're folding your panties inside out so you can wear them because you just hate your laundry. That, you know what I mean? Like if you hate laundry so much or whatever task it is, you know, maybe it's washing the floors or cleaning the toilets. I don't know. Maybe it's grocery shopping. Maybe you hate going to the store. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's ways that you can hire people and how much more enjoyable would your life be? How much more could you receive from your life if you didn't have to do the thing that you dread doing? And speaking of what we were talking about before, where our generation is trying to find different ways to make money, there's like people all over Facebook, like just use Facebook marketplace. They're looking for little jobs like this to make extra money. So it's like, yeah. And they will charge like nothing. Like they'll charge you like yeah. 20 bucks to do one of these tasks. And they, like I- and they, the thing is, is they want to do it. Exactly. Right? 
there's like some people who really love cleaning or really love doing laundry or like, or that's their business. I don't know, but they like doing it. So if you don't like doing it, find the right person who wants to do it. And then you have so much more freedom. And I told her, I was like, you already kind of like my sister, I was like, you kind of already did it. Now you just need to take it to the next level because they have three kids, my sister and her husband. And she was like, you know, kids make messes when they eat. So they're little, they're all under five years old. So it's like, you're constantly like sweeping and cleaning. It's just exhausting. And you, and you start to like try it because it's just something you have to do like 10 times a day. Well, they finally invested in one of those Roomba vacuums. Oh, and yeah. she was like, best decision of our life, <laughs> right? Because it's like, yeah, how much more time and energy do you get back now that you're not sweeping like 20 times a day? The sure. Roomba just goes about, does its thing, charges itself, and your floors are like 20 times cleaner. Yeah. Worth the investment. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, I think this has really kind of given me a bit of a uplift Good. and I think that yeah maybe that next step is I need to have some something or someone there to kind of support me and in taking the next step so thank you yeah you're welcome yeah it's too overwhelming to like do it all on your own I've been wanting to hire a virtual assistant for like a year and so it's a message to me too to like finally just like go and do it because it's, it's hard to do everything all by yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And so it's okay to like, it's okay to like, it's okay to get the help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get the help. Be free. Live your life. Well, speaking of help, um, I just want to put it out there for all of our listeners and watchers. Um, if you, whatever platform you're listening on, if you can go to that uh, subscribe button, um, leave a comment, um, that will really help us out in just getting the podcast out to more people so we can help more of you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So go ahead. If you're on Spotify, Kirsten, you're, you're on Spotify, right? What, is it, what yeah. does the thing look like? What do you mean? Like for them to follow and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. There's just like a button at the top like kind of under the under the title and our picture just there's a follow button perfect and then if you're on youtube um just hit the subscribe button and leave a comment below and that will really help us out and then we can see you guys on the next episode yeah